Okay, here we are at Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Burr. I'll focus. We have our producer, Nick Galetti here. How's it going? And Steve Solberg, back in the country. Good to be in the country. Here to talk about dating. So date talking. Yeah. (laughs) Except can we talk about who you met last night? Because I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I got to meet one of my comedy idols. When people go, who do you like? This is probably the answer that most people want to hear, it seems. Mm-hmm. And so I got to meet Brian Regan and chat with him and just, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty surreal. I, I think he's a very uh, conscious guy where I, I shook his hand and I was like, you know, I've admired you for so long, and I feel like people will be shocked that I get to tell them that I met you. And he's like, well, that's really nice. Well, what's going on, man? And I just thought that was so cool that he, instead of just, that's really nice, moving on, that he was like, <laughs> let's talk, talk a little bit. Tell how's, me about you. How's your career going kind of mm-hmm. thing? I was like, it's good, Brian Regan. <laughs> my career good. is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Brian Regan because I think he's always been such a forefront in clean comedy without it being like touting it as clean comedy. Right. Which he's just funny. Like. Yeah. He's never mm -mm. been like, that's my big thing. Yeah. He just happens. He's he's a comedian that happens to be clean instead of a clean comedian. Yeah. Which. Which is the way to do it. It is the way to do it. He's. Oh, I love him. So I'm so excited that you got to meet him. I would be an idiot. He was a way cool. Yeah. Way cool. Because he, he was in Salt Lake doing a show? Yeah, yeah. Last night he had a show at uh, Eccles Theater. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know if he was like recording something. Like I kind of was surprised he wasn't mm-hmm. at like the basketball arena, you know? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I don't remember seeing much advertised for it. I don't either, actually. I know huh. one of my friends said that they were thinking about going, but that was like a month ago. They were like, I'm thinking about getting tickets. That was last I heard hmm. about it. Yeah, because he can come to this market and sell oh out gosh. over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And he does at the biggest arena. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's a little, I mean, not that the Eccles is a crappy theater or anything. It's no, really nice. No, I love that. That's kind of like the goal. It is. For, I would love to be able to play there sometime because yeah. I think it's so nice. And... I honestly don't like comedy at big arenas. Like, I've seen Brian Regan at Vivint and we've seen Dave Chappelle at Vivint and I don't love it. It doesn't feel intimate. It doesn't feel the way that I feel like stand-up comedy should feel. like Because it's mostly filmed up close, right? You mm-hmm. you see the person so close. If they have a screen, it's a lot better. It is yeah. better. It's weird how much different that is. Yeah. If you don't have a screen, you're like, oh, you're like, he's up. so far away. This doesn't feel right. It didn't. It really didn't. Like, I love Brian Regan. I saw him, oh, geez, it's been at least six, seven years. And he came to Vivint Delta Center, whatever the heck they're calling it. And uh, I loved his comedy, but it just didn't feel intimate the way that... Because I saw him years ago in Colorado at the Paramount when he was recording one of his specials. And it felt just, and I was in like the very, very last row of the top. And it still felt like just you were part of this special little group. Where at the arena, I was like, I don't know, I didn't love it. Well, part of it is they're physical with it too, right? They have facial expressions. They do body work and things like that. Yeah. If you're so far away, you don't see it. You kind of miss some of it. Especially Brian Regan. I somehow have seen some people be able to do the arena thing well. but. Yeah, I like seeing most comedy, I think, Mm -hmm. isn't for arenas. Some comedians can somehow pull it off, and you're like, wow, they're doing it. This is crazy. I've seen, honestly, I've seen Ryan do that, 
Wait, not that he's played huge, huge, mm-hmm. you know, basketball arenas, but I've seen him do crowds of 5,000 and, uh, and then make it feel like you're there with a couple hundred. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I didn't get to go. I was out of the country last time he did a mm-hmm. show at, uh, gosh, I think it fits around 20,000. Was that the one that was just like a week and a half ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Uber driver was telling me about it. Really? Yeah. Because apparently everybody was in town for some huge conference. And they're like, oh, they had the killers were performing. Wait, in Idaho? No. in Oh, sorry. Here in Utah. Oh, this oh, was in Idaho. This no. was at BYUI. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Ryan did it at BYUI. But which... he was just in something like a week and a half ago here in Salt Lake. Oh, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was hanging out with him before that. I that, It was a dentist conference. Yes, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. He kept saying, I'm doing comedy for a thousand dentists. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got on a plane the next day and yeah. was next to one of the dentists. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was really funny. He nice. was like, you know, the small talk. What do you do? I'm a comedian. We saw a comedian last night. And I was like, are you a dentist? <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to tell a funny story. So Steve and Ryan Hamilton, I think Ryan's really become such a forefront in clean comedy as well yeah. without touting himself as that. So I I think I met I think I met Ryan years ago at one of his shows, but I've never met him other than that. But he's very good friends with Steve. So one of my best friends in Dallas is a huge fan of Ryan Hamilton and Steve. So one time Steve's at my house in the living room and he's like, oh, I have to take this call. I didn't think anything of it. He's on the phone. And then at one point he puts it on speaker because he had to look something up and it's Ryan Hamilton. And so I get on Marco Polo and I (laughs) message my friend and I'm like, I'm sitting in my living room and Steve Solberg is on speakerphone with Ryan Hamilton. And I thought she was going to pass out. Really? She's like, oh my gosh, you are living the dream. This is amazing. That's like the she, dream? She was like... <laughs> it's like, a simple dream. It was hilarious though that it was just like, you've got Steve Solberg in your living room and he's talking to Ryan Hamilton. And it was like, <laughs> I think they talk a lot. But yeah, it was kind of cool. He's one of those also ridiculously nice. Oh my gosh. Really personable guys mm-hmm. and, and people uh, may not know that he did like a lot of jokes for the oscars right oh, right yeah. So yeah. He, he's he's not a small thing in that world so after chris Ro- <laughs> after will smith slapped chris rock <laughs> what a weird moment amy schumer came back to the stage and her line was what happened did i miss anything <laughs> And uh, that was that was Ryan. Ryan wrote that. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. <laughs> Which is such a, I think it's great. Yeah, because it's like it was such a weird. Well, it's a one-off moment. Un- you, unbelievable you can't, moment. You can't. Uh, that's that's the perfect joke for that moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't work in other situations the same way. Mm-hmm. It Who was said, perfect. Somebody on Twitter said the funniest moment over the next coming Oscars. I saw a tweet that said. If Chris Rock's on, if Chris Rock goes on stage tomorrow night, somebody has to be brave enough to do the funniest thing possible. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, that is the funniest that thing. That is pretty big funny. <laughs> but no one's gonna do it. No. 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 Sorry, I could just sit and talk to Steve about comedy because I just think it's such an interesting and just learning behind the scenes stuff that like comedians hang out together after sets. I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was Last night it was Brian Regan and Kermit Apio mm-hmm. and Robert Kelly. Kermit is is uh, one of 
Brian's Openers and mm -hmm. is a comic that I've known for years that I admire greatly. Robert Kelly is a New York City-based mm -hmm. comic. Very funny guy. He performed downtown last night, and I performed at the uh, Wise Guys in West Jordan. And everybody just kind of, almost always everybody ends up at the main downtown club mm -hmm. just to sort of talk and hang out. And it's really cool. And Regan at one point looked around the room and he's like, is this all just comics now? And <laughs> like it is. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm going to go see Pete Lee. Oh my in, gosh. In a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. I'll get some tickets. I'm going to go do that as well. Pete You're going to open all, that? Uh, I, I should ask. You should, I can man. only that do one awesome. night, but uh, he's one of my favorites. I'll have to tell you which night I've got tickets for. He's so funny. Yeah. I think it's Friday night. He does a lot of off the cuff. Yeah, he's, his audience work is incredible. Yeah. He's is a, he the one that opened for Chappelle? No. No, that's somebody no, different. That, yeah. This is, uh, he's kind of like, where is he from? Is he from he's Wisconsin? From north, yeah. And just has the don't you know a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It's not super strong. But yeah. It's not a caricature, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's no. Awesome. Oh, no. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I don't think I know him. Okay, I guess we could sit and we should just do a side podcast of comedy. Oh, no. Steve oh, no. just talking about <laughs> Steve talking about comedy. Okay, so we are going to talk about dating. And so my niece sent me something funny, and she's like, you should probably do an episode on this. It's a term called paper clipping. Have you guys ever heard of paper clipping? Not until you mentioned it. No. Me either. But I love all these new things like cuffing season. And then what was another <laughs> one that we had that it was just all these new things. But... So paper clipping. Is this the niece that we need to have on the show? Because, no. Well, okay. we could. She's married now. Okay. No, this I was thinking Oakley. of the other one. No, okay. that's Bria, which I do want Bria and her boyfriend to be on here. Let's I call them out. Let's guilt them into it. Done. I don't even have to guilt them. <laughs> I think I just offer food and they're like, what? Free food? What's going mm -hmm. on? Huh? <laughs> Same. College students, I'm telling you. Okay. So paper clipping is the pattern of behavior that consists of dropping off the face of the planet after a few dates only to follow up months later to see if you still respond to their aimless questions is what one thing says. Hmm. That's not the impression that I got from the news article. That was just the little thing that I read. Or okay. I just did a Google of like, what is paper clipping? So let me, sorry, of course I lost it. Everyone, one version of it. One version of it, which in a sense makes sense. So this one says, is your ex popping up out of the blue? Careful, they may be paper clipping you. And says, when you think you're finally over your ex until out of nowhere they slide into your DMs or send an unexpected text, suddenly wondering how you've been, only to disappear again. Okay, I have definitely had this happen. I have also been the person. Ooh. That's, yeah. Story. I will admit, I'm not the, like, I, I don't mean to be like, I'm a douchebag, but I'm like, I'm just, I've made a lot of mistakes. And... So one of the things is it's basically a habit of you're not their top tier person. So they've gone elsewhere to do other things. But then at some point, either they're alone or they're lonely or whatever. They think of you and are like, I wonder if that person's still available. Most of the time, I think it's honestly just for a dopamine hit to just be like, hey, you responded to me. Not that they want to get back in a relationship with you. It's really just putting a little paper clip like, oh, there was that person. There oh, they so are. So this isn't backburnering where you're like, you want to cultivate a relationship. <laughs> Maybe in a way it's backburnering. Like, okay, so the person, I can think of like two or three guys I've done this to. But in my defense, it was 
guys that I dated and like two or three years later, I was thinking about them and thinking like, that guy was such a great guy. Why couldn't I have made it work? And I just didn't feel a spark. And that was the really hard part. So I've contacted them just be like, I was just thinking about you. How are you? How is life? And yes, maybe part of it was, do I, could I maybe make it work this time? You could were I, checking. Like, could there be a could spark? Could there be a spark? Because in in all honesty, they were such great guys. It wasn't just, they thought I was great. It was, these guys were amazing. Why couldn't I have made it work? The one guy I did it to, it was like two years later. And I was like, I just wanted to see how you were. If you wanted to grab dinner. And he was like, to be honest, I'm in a relationship right now. I'm super happy. Wish you the best of luck. And I was like, honestly, it was the little, I needed my, not ego taken down, but I needed to know like, hey, he was a good guy. It wouldn't work with him. Good for him. I want him to be happy. Is that paper clipping though? I mean, I'm kind of getting the impression that this is more of a manipulation. So yes. And that's why I kind of want to bring up like, so I think there are two, maybe two different versions. Maybe that's also me thinking I'm just the better person that- (laughs) You're press releasing what you want us to think of the situation. Yeah, like, here's what I want. But this really was my intention behind it. And I think there was there was one guy that, oh, he was just the sweetest, most wonderful guy. And he really, I think he would have married me if I would have said yes. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't get there. And so I contacted him like two years later and just was like, hey, how are you? And he was like, hey, I'm fine. Have a nice life. And I'm like, I think I hurt him pretty bad. And that sucked because he was so great. But I didn't want to be with somebody that I didn't truly love. Okay, so let's read a little bit more about this. It says, it's not uncommon for a former partner to genuinely be interested in catching up with you. They may be curious about your post-breakup life or even attempt to rekindle the connection, but not every out-of-the-blue message is well-intended. Sometimes toxic exes want to keep you on edge. Okay, so I'm not the toxic ex. Let's hope. That's fair. Okay. says, it's called paper clipping, which describes an ex reaches out to you intermittently not because they're interested in you, but rather to keep you on the back burner as an option. It's similar to breadcrumbing. You guys heard of breadcrumbing? No. Not in this sense. <laughs> I've heard of it in, like, in a website. But... And it's intentional, often used by narcissists, according to relationship experts. It's when somebody has enough emotional intelligence to know what they're doing, but they also have high manipulative tendencies and disregard for how their behaviors are affecting others. Paper clipping is problematic because it perpetuates the idea that people are disposable, that they're not individuals, but rather things to be objectified. Ooh, yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. Well, not intentionally. Not intentionally. They may have. No, I'm just saying that, <laughs> but, that that seems to be how someone could interpret sure. whether you intended it or not. I mean, some people can feel as if they were the transacted object. So this is funny. The term is named after, or the trend is named after Clippy, the early 2000s annoying Microsoft pop-up oh that offered to help you when you leave expected it or needed it. Do you remember him? I totally remember Now I that. love paper clipping. Oh yeah, my gosh, so I loved funny. Clippy. I loved him. It says, same goes for an ex who may follow up only to dis- disappear again. It involves a lack of concern for your well-being. well-being. Man, I'm not the person to read this. They say an ex who is truly checking in on you will respect your boundaries. However, people who are more manipulative will check in without being transparent about their intentions. Other signs include flakiness with no end goal in mind, such as plans to meet in person, as well as sporadic, random and non-meaningful conversations that don't move forward. I think I, I've definitely had people do that to me. Oh, yeah. And and it's always weird. Mm-hmm. You're And almost in a, anytime you get a message like this, this is always one that you go. 
immediately to like your friends and you're like, what the heck is this? Yeah, it is. That's exactly it. You always show it to other people and like, what is this? Why is this person back in my life? Yeah. Wow. I don't even think about that anymore. Well, you're happily married. Well, and... no, it's not that that doesn't happen, right? There are people that will poke in. It it happened. Well, I should say it happened one time. But yeah, it doesn't happen. I think it doesn't happen as much in married situations because mm-hmm. there's that implied there's no chance. Sure. But maybe for some people, though, that makes it even more tempting because they they want to manipulate. They want to see if they can control. Mm-hmm. The paper clipper is more tempting yeah. to do. Oh, yeah, because it, then it's more of a win. Almost like the that. reason that people do big game hunting, you know, that kind of thing is <laughs> I want to see if I can kill the unkillable. See if I can do it. I took down this guy. Yeah, I think that might be part of it, but I don't I don't know. You know, that's know. interesting because I know people that are married and have had an ex come back into their life. And honestly, I do think that the ex at some point has just been like, oh, I just want to see if I can still get you. And it has destroyed the person's marriage. Like, absolutely. Where the, the paper clipper had no intention of actually having a long-term relationship. They just wanted to see what would happen. And yeah, that's horrible. If they could still get the guy. If they could still get them and still truly just mess with their heads. Yeah. So gross. Gross. I, I for ick. a long time, I, yeah. It's Gives ick. you the ick. For, for a while there, I, I wanted to stay in touch with my exes because mm-hmm. my mindset at the time was I cared about them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I still care about them. I just can't be in a relationship with them. That that part wouldn't work, but I still wanted to, their life to be good and happy and to have meaning and purpose. And, you know, even when the, they went on and got married to someone else, sure. I'm okay with staying in touch with you. But I, I do realize that there is a point at which you're like, why are we so connected? Yeah. Why are we, why are we still talking to each other when we've got so many other things to have going on in our life? So when you're dating, I think it seems a little bit more like you have space to have those mm-hmm. communications and that type of relationship. But when you're married, I think it it definitely is more apparent that it's meant as a manipulation because sure. there is no chance. Not really. Well, hopefully not. An not. honest or moral chance. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, I've been very open about like, I have guy friends from my singles ward days and stuff like that who are married now who I love to stay in touch with. But my rule is I have to be friends with their wife. And if I'm not friends with their wife, I am not friends with him anymore because his wife should be his priority. I am not going to step into that as harmless as I may think it is. So like when I go into town and I want to go and see them and have dinner, I contact her and not him because I don't ever want the lines to be blurred. I do not ever want her to be like ever questioned for even a second. Are my intentions okay? So this is interesting. It says, A common denominator, however, is that it's driven from a singular focus on their own needs. So when they feel lonely or nostalgic, confused or having a bad day, they need validation and pop back up to the people they think will give them that emotional exchange. He says that it is always the dynamic is always one sided and selfish. That's interesting. I I can see that. Mm hmm. Sorry, I'm reading more. Makes paper clippers sound pretty sinister. It, it well, I mean, it's not, not that it is a good, yeah, it is a very selfish, it's a very selfish thing. I and mean, it could be that they're just they need that ego hit because they're having a rough whatever, you know. And hmm. I can honestly see it with being men or women, I oh, can yeah. absolutely see both sexes doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says, How could a simple what's up be harmful to those on the receiving end? Paper clipping may seem like an innocent, friendly gesture, but experts say it's often a strategic way to prevent someone from truly moving on. That is absolutely mm. true. 
just making sure they're still there, that they're still. And it's normally in a relationship where when they were together, it was not healthy. One person was very codependent or had no table legs, shall we say, that it was just all about that person. And the other person very much enjoyed it because it was a control thing. Yeah. So, I, I bet you I've paper clipped. I think we all probably have. I can see that. You know, it makes me think of, you know, I'm a TikTok junkie. And they they were interviewing a bunch of guys about, you know, they asked women, how long do you think it takes men to know that this is their person once they're dating them? And women are like, oh, three, four years, blah, 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 blah. And then they interviewed a bunch of guys. They're like, within a month, pretty much every guy was like, I knew if I wanted to be with her within a month. Hmm. And, a lo- and some of the guys were very honest and they said, I'm sorry to say, but if you're dating someone for nine years or five years or six years and they're just not ready to get married and they're not, it's not that they're not ready to get married, so they're not ready to get married to you. Yeah. And that, and I hate to say that and it sucks, but what was something that I heard that it said, um, true love is not confusing. They know where you stand. They're not going to be sitting around every day like, do they even like me? Do they even like someone who truly loves and cares about you will not make you be in the lurch constantly every day for years on end. That's just not going to happen. Not for years on end. I think there may be Mm -hmm. periods where. There might be periods. But, you know, I thought of guys that I even liked, say, in the last year. And I was like, oh, we went on a date and it's moving forward. And in looking back on it, he was only sporadically texting me. He was not being pursuant as much as I would like. And at the time, though, I was like. No, I just got to give them a chance. I just got to give them a chance. When now looking back at it, it's like when people want to be with you, they will make time for you. They will pursue you. They will do those things, which is one of the reasons I don't ask guys out anymore. <laughs> Nick's always giving me a hard time about it. But I'm like, I used to be that girl who would ask guys out and they would say yes normally because they were my friends or they didn't want to hurt my feelings or it was anything. And I just thought it was something completely different. So sorry, that's not necessarily a paper clipping thing. Says the person who is being paperclipped doesn't know what is happening most of the time, so they're getting drawn back to someone from their past. From their past, and in most cases, the person is just pushed back down to the side and discarded. They end up getting hurt, angry, and confused. Ugh, I can think about times that that has happened to me. And that so there was a guy I dated. We dated off and on for a year. This was a couple years ago. This was Ryan, and he Ooh, was in Colorado. You got a first name. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan was a sweet man, but an alcoholic, and he would just pop back up all the time, just all the time, like like clockwork. And it was always the same message every time. He still does it. And I block him on every platform and then he gets a new phone and he finds a way in. And I and it used to be like, oh, maybe we could make it work. And now I'm just like, leave me the crap alone. Holy crap. How many times do I have to block you to make this go away? Is it uh, the message is not important? What he would say? It's always the same, though. Oh, it was always the same. Always the same. So I don't care. He doesn't listen to this podcast. So Ryan was a pretty bad alcoholic. He was not. He was not violent. I'm laughing or mean. He He's an was alcoholic. So silly. <laughs> it's such a silly. Who isn't? What? Who isn't? Um, truthfully, I think he had some brain damage by the end there because oh, he geez. would get so drunk that he would fall. He had fallen into his mar- like quartz countertop twice and Oy. pretty sure he'd given wow. himself a concussion. And so by the end of it, he was 
texting me an apology that was almost word for word the same. And then a year later, it'd be the exact same thing again. And I truly am like, I don't think you can form memories that Uh. I have told you to go away. I was trying to figure out a nice way to say that. (laughs) Say, I accept your apology. We do not need to be a part of each other's lives. You are clearly not someone that needs to be in mine. But truly, like at at some point, I do think that he was a paper clipper because we'd known each other for like 10 years. We were friends and stuff. And he would just keep popping back in. And he was very attractive and very charismatic. And so when he would come back into my life, it was like, and it was, it was like, oh, this hot guy really likes me. And we did. We had fun together. We had great conversations. So you even maybe encouraged it unwittingly? Maybe in a way that I got excited about it. Because it Mm. was, it was like, it was a glimmer of what I, of hope of what I thought I wanted. So I have to wonder if a lot of these people, it's a glimmer of, oh, I really wanted to be with that person and it didn't work out. And then the person just disappears again over and over and over again. Now I just feel sad for him because I'm like, oh, you sad little man. <laughs> like, I don't care how attractive you are. You're a sad little man. I think there's a virtual paper clipping that people do to, to yeah. instead sure. of just one person, they'll just like do a post that there's like, uh, today. Yes. Don't ask me about Don't it. Don't ask me. Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. And you're like, all right. Okay. I mean, I, I, it feels like that was like popular maybe for like two to three years ago. And vague then, booking? Now it kind of went away. Vague booking. Yes. Oh, freak. See, I think people Facebook stalking is a version of mm-hmm. paper clipping because you're, you're trying to reconnect with that person. You may not actually be connecting with them, like yeah. you're not messaging them. But if you're going back through and just seeing, oh, what's... Look back at their life and see what's going on. You are kind of reconnecting with that person in a way. Maybe it's not exactly paper clipping, but. But, you know, that's a good example is I will hear from women a lot. Okay, so this is a thing a girls do when that we do when we want a guy to notice or see that we're having fun or blah, blah, blah. We do put stories up. We put photos up. We put those things to see if he reacts to them because then Mm. we were like, oh, he sees that how great and hot and wonderful I am. But sometimes it leads to something, sometimes it doesn't. I cannot tell you how many girls have told me, though, they're like, I went on a date with this guy. He was awesome. I thought the date was wonderful. I never heard from him again. But he watches every single Instagram story I put up, every single one he watches. Mm. And so because you can see who watches them. But I'm also like, why are you going back and looking at who's watching your stories? Like, we need to. Because they need that. Because we did. Absolutely. Social media feeds that. And I'm very much guilty of it. But they'll say it all the time. They're like, this guy, we had this great date. I never heard from him again, but he's always watching my stories. He's al- So he's always there. And in a way, that's virtual paper clipping in a way, I guess. Like, you know I'm still here. I'm just keeping you on edge. Hmm. I'm just doing these things where maybe he doesn't even realize that he's doing that. But I think to an extent they do. But to me, I'm like, if it bothers you that much, unfriend them. Like, He's yeah. clear. It's been a year. He's not asking you out again. Unfriend them. Block them. Do whatever you need to do because he's clearly not making the effort. He's putting in the least amount of effort possible. He's watching a story on Instagram, <laughs> not commenting, not liking it, nothing. And see, that's the thing for me that's hard because I personally will have stuff on my Instagram that I'll watch just because I'm interested. Sure. And see what's happening to them. Not because I need a romantic connection with Mm -hmm. that or anything it's just it is a person that's been in my life yeah so i'm curious how they're doing Mm -hmm. that's all but it's hard because the meaning that we will put on an instagram story view 
might mean way more than what was intended. Yeah. But like in this person's case where they they did go on a date, but nothing ever came of it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you didn't like the person. Doesn't mean that they're not a part of their life in some way, but it does mean that they're not romantically going anywhere. So don't throw any meaning into it. But it's hard not to because when you feel a connection and you like that person, you're going to associate meaning with everything. Well, then has this person decided to say, hey, I, I had a connection with you. Yeah. Why aren't we going anywhere with this? Most of the time they don't. And I think, honestly, I think <laughs> that was I don't aggressive. know why I turned my head so fast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, Steve, it's Steve like, is watching me and Nick talk as if he's watching a tennis match. <laughs> I am whipping wait, my head back wait. and forth, and I was like, "Why am I?" Doing this? Anyway. I was just—it was very engaging. It was very aggressive. It was, <laughs> and, and just the most expressionist face that I've ever had. Just very. <laughs> Someday we will record. Mouth open. We'll record this. His face meat was just hanging. It was. (laughs) But it was just funny because out of the corner of my eye. Sorry, we went totally off topic there. But I I couldn't help. We'll record this at some point so you guys can see (laughs) what we deal with in here because we're all a little wonky. I'm constantly drinking Is there a carbon monoxide leak? A little bit. (laughs) Just a little. But anyways, so that's just kind of my thought is I'm like, we put too much behind it where... And it's that way. If you're interested in someone, you will associate anything. That person walked past me in the hallway and smiled. Therefore, there is an interest there. There is this. Men and women, we all we all we all do this where it just depends on your level of interest, you know? So paper clipping is it's something that we may interpret as happening, but it might not be. I think the way Ooh. they're describing it, it definitely is something that's happening. Okay. But now as soon as Steve said virtual paper clipping, I'm like, ooh. I bet that's a thing. Sure, people do that. I but would that, bet. I think, is the reverse way of you'll like every post, you'll comment, or you'll view the things, and we're interpreting it as more than it actually is. Mm. Sorry, that just became... I just had to call myself out Now for look it. who yeah. has a thinking face. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Put on your thinking face. My thinking face apparently always looks like I either have smelled something incredibly bad or I'm very angry about something. But there's a little touch to the, the hmm, hmm. putting your hand on your chin. I do. I'm, I'm a thinker oh, now. She's even tapping her fingers on her thinking. chin. Mm. Indeed. Very Mr. Burns of Ooh. Simpsons fame. Well, because I have a hunch. You know, we all, it's all part of like the dating game that we all do this. I've been guilty of it and it's worked. I mean, you know, there are times that it's like, oh, I wish this guy would ask me out again. And so I'll post something that I know that he would respond to. Nine times out of 10, they'll message me and be like, how are you? And so I'm like, cool, that worked, but it doesn't end up in anything long term. Sometimes there is meaning, meanings. Absolutely. Maybe everything has meaning, but it's varying degrees. I, I dated somebody off of uh she added me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's a that was a serious friend move. Yeah. And I like <laughs> called her and took her on a date that night. Oh yeah. That night. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was weird that it worked out. That yeah. It was like that fast, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you want a date with Steve, send him a friend request. Oh, don't. That's all oh no. He I'm has so many women in those freaking DMs. <laughs> Do you get DM'd a lot? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, yes. okay. <laughs> that's not a thinking face. That's an absolutely 100% sure face. 
I don't. I the problem is Facebook. You just stop. I I don't use it as no. much anymore. Instagram I still use because it's a little less clogged. I guess I don't know. That's fair. I can see that. But I I gotta assume that in a situation where you're more of a public figure, you have to kind of filter what's being a fangirl versus just being nice. Just being a person's mm-hmm. genuinely interested. Yeah, that's that's a layer that's. I don't know. I've never, I've never had to deal with that. There's also the big movement of, it's called shoot your shot. That's like a big thing for yeah. the past year. Yeah. What's that? Um, It's basically like, just shoot your shot. Just go ask the person out. If oh. it's somebody you're interested in. But it, it's yeah, mostly... Totally, I'm totally with that. Yeah, but it's mostly referred to for sending a DM. Something like that. Like So a very soft shot. Yeah, but just like, hey... I'd love to see you, or you seem awesome, or blah, 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 blah. And Which is way better than most people shoot your shots. Oh most gosh. people shoot your shots stops with the first word you said, which is, hey. Hey, yes. <laughs> You're like, that's not I did a it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you didn't. As if we're on the other line going to be, on the other end of that being like, he said, hey. <laughs> they typed it so nice. But hey. The intellectual <laughs> stimulation that happened from that, amazing. <laughs> can't believe she said hey to me. I, I think I see where this is going. <laughs> so you're into me. I think she needs a naked picture. That's what she's asking for. <laughs> that's next. Nudes. <laughs> nudes. Straight to nudes. Hey. Yep. That's what it is. Ugh. I have not gotten a nude in so long. It's been great. It's been fabulous. <laughs> Isn't that a weird world that, that women such live a weird in? thing to say. I, <laughs> I know. want to be able to say that I've never had it, but... Oh, yeah. But it's not nearly the level that women get this type You've had of... girls send you naked pictures? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? But, but I, and then I don't know if they were crazy. Is this a crazy or oh, okay. Was it an actual person or like the China like bots a robot. that I've been getting yeah. tons of texts from lately? That I'm not sure. I don't, do you get a lot of text I think messages they were real people. like, hi, Charlie. Remember me from our conference? I'm like... First of all, wrong name. Yeah, yeah. So this is obviously spam, but I've been getting a ton of those lately. Really? Tons. I, I no naked few. pictures or anything, but just tons of people looking for spam stuff. There's a girl I follow on TikTok. Gorgeous. She's a model. I think she's a bikini model. So like just that look. And she has her modeling account, but she will have women reach out to her and be like, I'm engaged to the father of my baby. And we're supposed to get married in three months and something feels off or for whatever reason. So she will loyalty test them. And Oh, geez. But let me tell you. Entrapment in a relationship is a bad idea. It's really, it's more. Okay. So here's my defense of the women. (laughs) Okay. Because most of them are 99% sure it's happening. They just need the proof to solidify it. So that's what's happening. But like the D-bags these women are with that it's like the girl goes to the profile and she's like, just looking at his profile, there is nothing on here about being married. There's not even anything about a baby, nothing about an engagement, nothing about even a girlfriend. It's just, you know, gym pics and blah, 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 and I'm at the bar and blah, blah, blah. But it's fascinating to see what happens. Anyways, there was a purpose of me talking about that. We were talking about something. Well, we kind of got off on nude pics and DMs. Oh, yeah. So the DMs and stuff. But, and she'll flat out ask him, like, she'll send him a DM and just be like, hey, I see that you're in this place. I never thought somebody like you could, would you show me the town and blah, blah, blah. And she's so good looking. Most of the time they don't believe her. And so they're like, this isn't real. Can I met, can I FaceTime you? And so she will. She'll FaceTime with them and stuff so that they see that it's real. 
And she will always ask them, oh, just checking. There's no girlfriend I'm stepping on toes. They're like, nope, nothing like that. And just. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, that was for the whole DM thing. But Well, no, I, I mean, obviously the fiance had their suspicions. Oh, yeah. But even then, like, why are you getting married? Well, and I, it really just, was like one of the girls was like, my family thinks I'm crazy and they I want to call off the wedding and they're all thinking I'm crazy. And so she needed the proof to like back it up mm. to her family. Anyways, regardless. But it just I have to say, like, for me, one of the biggest, like, hottest things that you guys could do is when I meet guys that don't have any social media, I'm like, well, hello. <laughs> How are you? Because <laughs> they're like, I don't care about that stuff. And I'm like, that's so hot. That's so odd. I'm still surprised. I I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised that that girls send nude pics. I've heard of the, you know, penis pics from guys, and Uh, I I kind of expect that behavior anymore. I've never heard them called that. It sounds so formal. I know. (laughs) Well, that's because I'm trying to be a little cleaner. I liked it. Penis photographs. (laughs) Artistic phalluses. We're speaking of the David today, and uh, Dude, I found I found this link, and we're totally diverting off topic here. But I found this link of actual swim shorts that you can buy that, that are just the, that are just oh. the David, the lower half of the David. No. So you, yes, let me find it. This is not. Great I don't radio. think I'd wear those. I hope not. It would be a little awkward. Have you heard about the girls that when they get a photo of one of those, they find the, the guy's mom and send it to them oh and say, word. just so you know, this is what your son is doing. It's hilarious. I just. So these, these will run you. Oh, wait. These will run you $45. Well, that's too much. Oh, wow. Shut up. <laughs> okay. That's kind of hilarious. The statue of David. Just the, and, but it also has the backside. On the back side. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> so you don't want to confuse your midsection, people. Your midsection looks like an uncircumcised phallus. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry, we went way off topic, but I think it's funny. Send um, that in the DM. Send that in the DM. Well, what would you think if I bought these? Would you like me in? <laughs> or there's one girl that she saves all of them that she gets. And so when a guy sends them, she just sends another one back. She's like, oh, are we not comparing? Is this what's happening? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. It is. It's very funny. You know, I I'm have... curious how many she's gotten then. A lot. Really? Oh my gosh. So... When I when I was on Tinder, every single guy, as soon as I gave him my phone number, every single guy. I I wonder on how that's yeah. working. But I mean, we're talking about paper clipping. But it's gotta work. Is that a version of paper clipping? No, I, I think not. that's uh well. <laughs> It's it is a harassment. I think it is. I think it's a uh, it's a ego hit. Mm-hmm. And pos- so maybe yes. Would you send that to someone that you were with? Like as a hey reminder, <laughs> this is what you're missing out on. <laughs> I don't know. It says something about their yeah. mental state. You know, it's kind of interesting because I I'm not like how would you describe me? Not a fun Mormon, but I like I'm LDS. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't have sex, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more spirit of the law than letter of the law, I think is how someone put it once. Okay. So I'm just chill, whatever. So I find some things funny. But when, so there was always a joke that like, 
I could show cleavage in a turtleneck. It's just kind of how I am. So like I used to show cleavage and all of that stuff. And I've been really trying to make an effort not to only because I have found it changes the type of men that are attracted to me. Fair enough. So when I was doing my profile, even on Mutual, and when I had a photo that even showed a little bit of cleavage or anything like that, the type of guys that were matching with me were extremely different. And I would. I used to get penis pictures and stuff like that on Mutual. Like there would be guys that would get your phone number and they'd be like, oh, you want to go out drinking and blah, blah, blah. And then they'd go pass the sacrament the next day. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're just kind of dumb. But when I changed my profile to not have anything that would be suggestive in that way, even as innocent it was, like it has changed absolutely the guys that match with me. And I have not had a problem ever since. Hmm. So there you go. So what huh. you're saying is the women invited. It's their fault. Yeah, it's all their fault. Oh. <laughs> what were you wearing? <laughs> Stop Comment it. on this. We are not doing that. And that means Steve is doing something to invite those pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah, that clean comedy. You're asking for trouble. They want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's his eyes. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, we will... We'll finish up talking about paper clipping here. So I don't know. Be cautious. If you are reaching out to someone you used to date or anything like that, be cautious. How is this coming off? Are you actually interested in getting to know them or check up on them? Or are you just doing it for an ego hit? And if there is somebody in your life that keeps doing it, block them. Take that step. I know yeah, it's, it's hard. Unwanted. Yeah. I know it's hard. Like if there's a guy that looks at your at your Instagram story every time you post one but never follows up with you and you want him to, unfriend him. Move on. Be done with it because you are letting way too much of your mind space be taken up with that. Hmm. There you go. That's all I got. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned that it's from the Microsoft 2000 paperclip guy. Clippy. Clippy. <laughs> it looks like you're writing a ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you? Use more forceful <laughs> language. Use this font. That's yeah. <laughs> this looks like actual letters cut out of a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, we're going to be done. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>